0: It's Friday the 22nd of January, welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert, I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee, who's away with the kids and has just played his fifth game of golf. You must be really (laughs) under the pressure looking after those kids, pal.
1: I've only played two rounds of golf, Timmy, and uh, I gave a good mate of mine yesterday, Mike Bailey, an absolute thrashing, so bad luck, Mike. (laughs) Did he give
0: you the weather report as well?
1: (laughs) That's not that Mike Bailey, different Mike Bailey.
0: Okay. Plenty coming up on the show today. Jimmy Cassidy, of course, two-time winner of the Melbourne Cup. We've got Johnny Stephenson to talk about UFC. Ash Barty didn't have a mask and a new initiative today on Afternoon Sport. We'll do this every couple of weeks, Kids Corner. We're going to get the 11-year-old's view of what's happening in the world of sport. All right, plenty to talk about, Shane. Alex Carey, I tell you what, he's putting a compelling argument together, isn't he? That's two centuries now in the Big Bash. I know it's not Test cricket, but he's a really accomplished government. He's twenty-nine. He's starting to breathe down Tim Payne's neck. He's putting pressure on him, but uh, let's not forget Tim Payne got seventy-five not out in the
1: first Test. Um, and I know it does come down to his keeping. His keeping's been okay during the series, but um, yeah, definitely putting pressure on him and it's funny how T- Tim Payne's... I just to see how his career finally washes up because you look at the start of his career, he was a he was a young, precocious wicketkeeper and came in and, and got injured in a in a, a, a sort of a celebrity game, um, broke his finger, got dropped from the Australian team, Brad Haddon came in, and then he pretty much got dropped from the Tasmanian team and then he finds himself back as the Australian captain and now the pressure's on him again. He's, I think he's played something like 40 tests now and 34 as captain, so... Be interesting to see where Tim Payne ends up, uh, whether he kicks on and plays, you know, 60, 70 tests for Australia or it comes to a, a grinding halt and Alex Carey takes over.
0: Yeah, he's 36 years old now. That's the thing, you know. Mm. Look, I, I know that he probably preserved his body a bit by not playing a lot, but when you get to 36... Um uh, I know that Alan Border got through to 38 and a few other players have gone on, but you're really starting to see the finish line.
1: You are. And, um, and don't forget too, Alex Carey's 29, but Adam Gilchrist started at 29 for Australia. Um, and he's our best week batsman of all time. So... I think as a batsman, forget the weird keeping part, as a batsman, you really start batting your best at around the age of sort of 27, 28, 29. Um, and looks like he's showing that already. But once again, he's got to go away and find some reasons to come up in the eyes of selectors in the, in the longer version of the game as well.
0: What's an answer to the lack of first class cricket that we're getting through the summer? Because we've seen, we've seen some advantages of the Big Bash with the way that India ran that total down, but there's some real disadvantages and Australia seems to be uh, feeling them with our batting and with our, with our spin bowling particularly. Yep. Look, the spin bowling is only one part. I think you've got to put
1: Nathan Lyon into a box there because the Indians play off-spin really well. well he yeah, didn't have his best series, but look, the guy's taking four wickets a test match, which is really good. The greats to only take five. Um, he's done it over 100 test matches now. Um, but I think the batting is the real issue. It's where you can't bat for any extended period of time, and that's why we're losing wickets in clumps. Um, we don't seem to know how to... Um, put the brakes on when when the, when the momentum's not going our way. So we need just somebody to somehow turn that around.
0: Ash Barty didn't have a mask in Coles. I tell you what, it's it's pretty easy to break that rule, isn't it? You sort of go clutching around for anything around you sometimes when you've got things going left, right, and centre. <laughs> but the problem is, she had a crack at those in quarantine earlier, so it's a difficult one.
1: It's a real tough one, and I still forget to take my plastic bags to the IGA every time I have to go home. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a nightmare, and you've got to put a mask on as well. So, look, I, I think she's, she's a great sportswoman. She's a great ambassador for Australia. She's made a mistake. Let's, let's let her go
0: with that. Yeah, and today we're starting a new initiative. Every couple of weeks we're going to talk to the juniors. Joey Gilbert at age 11, you, you, you're all set for this interview with the big guy? Mate, I'm
1: excited. 11-year-old. Well, one thing we'll get with this, I think us old guys have some opinions, but it's, it's good to see something through a fresh lens. So I'm looking forward to Joey. I know he's a passionate sports lover across all sports. Uh, I think he's a bit of a rooster's man, but we'll wait and see, won't we, Jimmy?
0: Yep. All right. Joey Gilbert coming up on the show as we do our Kids' Corner. We've also got Jimmy Cassidy. <laughs> Okay Joey, well welcome to the show mate,
1: I've got some big questions for you, I know you love your sport Let's start with the recent test series between Australia and India What do you think of that?
2: I think it was a great test for India to prove themselves outside of India And they did so with only two of their players playing all four tests
1: Now here's a question Joey for you, I know you love your batting Do you keep Marcus Harris in the team?
2: Well, I think that he should have one last test to prove himself. And if he can't prove himself in this test, then definitely bring Will Pekoski back in.
1: Now, here's a real tough question. Should Tim Payne stay as captain?
2: Well, he made a lot of runs in the test match and played pretty well. His glove work in the last test wasn't the best, but I think he should stay as captain, seeing as if he didn't make his runs in Adelaide, then we wouldn't have won that test.
1: Right. Who's your favourite BBL team, Joey?
2: Sydney Thunder because they're Uzzy.
1: Here's a real tough one for 11-year-old, Joey. Should we introduce the DRS into the Big Bash?
2: Well, the whole reason to not have the DRS in the Big Bash was it was going to make the game slower, but I do not get the reason why they can't check an LWW, but they can check to see if it's a boundary.
1: Now here's a little tricky question for you. Hint, hint, Joey. What player from the past who never got to play in the big batch would be a star today? Come on, mate, come on.
2: I reckon the big hitting Shane Lee from Oak Flats would have been an amazing player due to his amazingly fast bowling and his great big hitting...
1: Joey, who do you think is gonna win the NRL season?
2: Sydney Roosters, because they're the best.
1: And another question for you, who do you think's gonna win the AFL season?
2: Essendon Bombers.
1: Yeah, big fella, you've done really well, mate, on your debut on afternoon sport. But what is your favourite sporting moment of all time?
2: It's gotta be in 2019 when James Tedesco got the series winning try against Queensland from Blake Ferguson's pass from almost outside the outline.
1: Well done, Joey. Great stuff, mate. It's good to have an 11-year-old on the show and uh, you got some talent there, mate. I'm not sure where that comes from. Well done, buddy.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Coming up on the show, Jimmy Cassidy, ring-a-ding-ding, the pump is the king. Afternoon sport. It's always good to have an absolute legend on the show, Shane. Mate, we got Pumper, Pumper Cassidy on the show. How are you, Pumper? Happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you very
3: much. Had a great day. Uh, feeling good to be 58. I feel like I'm about 32.
0: <laughs> you look 32. You look good. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I've seen more fat on the chip than you, Jimmy, and you work hard <laughs> at it. You're <laughs> up at the Coffs Coast. Tell us about it. You're just uh, up there for a few days. You and I play quite a bit of golf together, hands up. You're a lot better than me. How's it all been going?
3: Fantastic. Look, we got out to Bombville. We arrived last Sunday. Uh, been out to Bombville Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're having our final round today. Course is in magnificent order. I played it a few years back. Got the opportunity to come up with me good mate, Damien and Michelle, from down the road with the kids. Mm. Beautiful time to have a break, and the course is in magnificent condition.
1: Hey, Pumper, um, did you watch much of the Magic Meads? What were your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, look, it's a great carnival. Obviously... Nice to see Waller produce a two-year-old. He's won plenty of two-year-old races, but obviously his first big one, probably not going to be long before he wins the slipper with the numbers that he has. Um, Look, the whole team up there do a tremendous job, the promotion, the sales, and then obviously Mm -hmm. one heck of a magnificent race day.
0: Jimmy, usually throughout the course of any year, you, you, you're on board with Ladbrokes and you do a lot of functions. You flip from Melbourne to Sydney Carnival. It's been a very different looking twelve months, but every jurisdiction has kept its racing. You must have missed a, a little bit of that hopping from track to track because you tell some of your wonderful stories to to audiences right around the country.
3: Yeah, look, it's, it was sad missing the, the the spring carnival in Melbourne because I, I do a lot of work for the BRC with marquees, and then obviously finish off with the the last day with lab ropes with clients and yeah it was sad to miss that but it's been amazing to see racing continue they've done a great job Belanti's and his team throughout New South Wales Mm. and and obviously the teams in Melbourne and and obviously in Queensland seeing the boys go up in quarantine a week before so they could be part of the carnival which is great to see everybody's jockeys wise and trainers have stuck to the task to the rules and that's why this fantastic game racing has been able to continue.
1: Jimmy, you're a two-time Melbourne Cup winner, which is a it's a fantastic thing to say. Which one was more special to you, do you think?
3: Look, I think uh, probably Kiwis won in, in one respect. I was 20. I rode in the Melbourne Cup the year before when I was 19. I knew what to expect uh, the second year going back with a live chance in Kiwi. The, the whole atmosphere, and, and to think back, retiring in 2015, that's um, 27, 28 Melbourne Cups I rode in. And just mm. to be at Flemington, I, I used to take the push bike to school boys and come <laughs> 2.30 on that first Tuesday in November, I'd jump on the bike and go home and Dad would meet me there and would sit there and watch the Melbourne Cup and to say, I want to ride in one one day and hopefully win one, was very special to be able to do that and, at the tender age of 20 in 1983. And then obviously yes. with the great might and power to lead all the way, was something very special also. But I think, guys, just to be part of the Melbourne Cup, you're very lucky uh, to be one of the 24 riders that ride in It's very special. And and once again, the parade on the Monday prior to the Cup is, is just mind-boggling to to go through the beautiful city of Melbourne and, and have so many people lining the streets and, and cheering on this wonderful Melbourne Cup that's uh, back in 83. It used to stop Australia and New Zealand. Now it stops the world. So... There's so many people throughout the world that love to be part of it.
0: On a lighter note, Jimmy, you're a teetotaler. How did you celebrate, bud? Uh,
3: Look, it was great fun. Um, That that night of the Melbourne Cup going to the Southern Cross where they used to spend many hours uh, celebrating with all the owners and connections and and obviously the winning team was something I've never forgotten. It was like it was yesterday, Timmy.
1: Hey, um, you mentioned Chris Waller being a great trainer. Who's the most, in your opinion, who's the most talented jockey going around at the moment?
3: Look, I think Jay Mack. My little kiwi mate, he's he's firing on all cylinders. He's he's still very young, uh, and and obviously Huey, like his association with Winks, and then he's come out and I think it's his third or fourth Magic Millions he won last week. So, look, we've got some very very talented jockeys, Tommy Berry, you know, Karen McAvoy, uh, my great mate Bossy, uh, he's getting on, you know, into his early fifties and still riding like he's thirty. So, we've got some very very talented. Uh, young men and and, and middle aged jockeys riding at the peak of their careers.
0: What about when Greg Hall waved to the crowd as if he'd won when you'd actually won on Might and Power like that was that was a moment for us sporting lovers and purists that was was outrageous wasn't it because you, you rarely ever see that, you rarely see a jockey salute and not win
3: No, and especially in a, a race as prestigious as the Melbourne Cup I mean <laughs> to say two strides out I was licking my lips and thinking I've won my second cup one stride out I was still there and on the line to be honest I didn't know and I looked across and seen Hawley waving his whip thinking obviously he'd got up in the last (laughs) fight to beat me I kept my head down and and went uh, another couple hundred meters and looked up at Johnny Letts who who meets the the leading rider or whoever's won the cup to bring them back to the yard and I looked at Lettsy and said what numbers in the frame he said three pump he said you got it Well, the first thing that flashed through my mind, I didn't know whether G Hall was waving to some young lady up in the top of the grandstand or what was going on. But uh, Yeah, look, great thrill. But disappointing for G, there's always got to be a winner and I was pleased that it was me. Um, But he he, he was a great jockey to ride against, very competitive. He he rode for the great Lloyd Williams and Mr Packer and... uh, yeah, a, a great jockey and a great competitor.
0: Jimmy, you always – look, you got suspended. How long were the suspensions? If we had them all up together, what do you reckon it was? Oh, I
3: reckon I'd probably done close to five or six years out, Timmy. But
0: uh... yeah. So you should have won 200 group ones. No one got, would have gotten near you. But can you tell us <laughs> – tell me – look, you've told me a few times. You always were upfront in those hearings. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall with some of them. Do you remember any of those moments?
3: Oh, look, I had a, a lot of great moments, a lot of great battles in the room, whether it was uh, trying to, to win a race or trying to hold on to a race. Uh, I was never that well-educated at school, but by gee, by the time I finished racing, I was nearly a Philadelphia lawyer. <laughs> 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 I say one thing to me, and I, I think a lot of the stewards, Mr. Murray, he always used to say, Jimmy was good good in the stewards' room. He'd fight till the death, but... When I knew I was wrong, I'd put my hands up and, and save a lot of
1: time. It's funny. What, what's, what's that experience like with the stewards? Like, is it? Is it? Do they sit you down in a quiet room? What, what happens?
3: Yeah, look, it's good. Uh, it, it, it sorts the men out from the boys. You've got to mm. do your form. You've got to know what happened in those split second decisions that you make in races when you're out there. Twelve hundred meter race can be running one minute nine seconds to one minute twelve seconds on a heavy track. Mm. Fifteen. So. What happens in the race, you must be uh, very punctual when you come back in. You think you've got the chance to protest or someone else is protesting against you. So you've got to have that uh, what happened in the race very much in your mind because you've got to pretty much give an an explanation as to what happened prior to seeing a video if you're the one protesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Or many a time if I wasn't 100% sure, I'd always ask to look at the video first, make a decision whether I wanted to – To continue with the protest or uh, withdraw it. But being the pumper, I was always always in there 100% going hard.
0: Too bad. Give us the line. How does the line go?
3: Ring-a-ding-ding, there was only one king.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we we got, got to finish with Might and Power because the, the, you had a little bit of extra weight in the saddle that day because you knew of uh, a God rest his soul, Kerry Packer. I worked with him for a long time or worked for him for a long time. found him to be a very generous boss, uh, but he was an intimidating figure.
3: Oh, he certainly was. And it was funny because going into those big races, I, I, I like to prepare the day before and be focused try and have a good night's sleep and then wake up knowing the game plan's already there so you didn't have to prepare too much saturday morning it was just be mentally right have the weight right and then go and attack and on the uh, the monday night prior to the cup i was staying in a hotel and mum had my room number and dad obviously and the phone went about six o'clock that night guys And i picked up the phone and i said oh hi dad he says, it's not dad. He said, it's Kerry Packer. I said, well, can you be me dad for one day? <laughs> and God. He, he, he continued to tell me that he was, uh, he'd left the call of the card with Mr. Lloyd Williams and they'd had a small investment on might and power to win the Melbourne Cup. I said, Mr. Packer, with no disrespect, I said, what was a small bet today? He said, I had a lazy four million son on the phone. And Martin Tower was 4-1 to one that day, so uh, I'm sure he was very happy that night. And I was delighted to get there in the last stride to win the cup for, for the great man.
1: Did you still say to him, ring-a-ding-ding, ding, pump is the king?
3: I say clickety clack. I wish I could come back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you, it, you you drive safely in the. Uh, you still got your Lexus from Parramatta? Is that what you drive? Still got, got like, a Lexus. I got a. I got a
3: beautiful uh, phone call from the team at Lexus Parramatta yesterday, wishing the pump a happy birthday. I enjoy being an ambassador for Lexus Parramatta. And uh, they're a wonderful
0: team. And I think after that, you'll stay on for another few years. Drive safely. Well done, mate. Play well today. Bye, mate.
3: Thank you very much, boys. Always good to talk and keep safe. And I will see you all very,
0: very soon. He won medals at the Olympic Games, World Championships, Commonwealth Games. He talks in a language sometimes we don't quite understand. Johnny Stephenson is up next stump to stump is Australia's newest and most interactive cricket platform for all cricket fans, players and clubs to share stories, match results, memories and experiences. Stump2Stump.com. All right, it's that time, just like as often as I shower twice a week, John Stephenson. How are you, my friend?
4: Tim, I'm not that happy today, man. I'm not that happy. I'm what's not happy you, at
0: all. What's wrong, John?
4: I'm just, I just, this. I can't believe this Ashbar I can't even believe he became newsworthy. I mean, the Fox reporter who was there that. For those, those that don't know what I'm talking about, he was caught doing a shopping yesterday without a mask. And now, mate. I mean, guys, am I losing the plot? Yeah. Am I, I mean, some sort of delirial world where where these things have become newsworthy and, and all of a sudden now she's created this, this huge sin? Uh, I understand you're a public figure and, and and you represent a lot of brands and you're, you're a role model for a lot of people out there in society. But, I mean, we're, we're all flawed characters in this world. How we sit in our ivory tower in our little armchair and just point fingers and it just amazes me. Like, you know, that, that that is, that's even something we talk about when we should be boosting this girl up. She has mm. a bloody awesome chance to win the Australian Open, especially all this COVID mess going on. Um, an athlete, like I talked the other day, is really fragile through these big championship moments. These little things might seem small, say, hey, she'll get over it. She'll jog and which, which I think she probably will, but it does affect you. You know, like when you want to be loved as an athlete, no athlete ever does not want to be loved, whether they're a firebrand or not. So, yep. you know, just this, I mean, I, I've done this millions of times just now. Like, I, I went to Westfields yesterday and I got out of the car and I was walking from my car to the gym and I forgot my mask because I don't, apparently, COVID does not exist inside my gym where there's 50 people right next to one another, but it exists between my car park and the gym. So, um, you guys know how I feel about this whole COVID thing. So, this is why I woke up this morning when I, when I heard that news last night and I've got the Pips.
1: Hey John, what, what is newsworthy? Um, the Olympics are on. There's no Plan B, is there?
4: Well, you heard that, didn't you? I mean, mm. I, I think that's a good statement. I, I was reading Matt Denny. He's a discus thrower for Australia. Made the final World Championships in Doha. He's obviously suffered an injury, and he's flat out put in a post. Hey guys, I'm just sick and tired of people asking what the Olympic Games is on or off. You know, for the IOC to come out today and uh, and say, well, listen, guys, Plan A is Olympics is going on. Plan B is that we're going to enforce Plan A, essentially, is, is awesome because I think the world needs this. The world needs some bit of positivity. Yeah. I think Olympic Games represents that. It represents unity. Um, I think that is a real positive bit of yeah. news to yeah. That's actually made me a little bit
0: happy. Oh, yeah. Well, look, look I went very, very close to representing in the hammer throw back in Montreal, but it just didn't happen. So <laughs> I went into journalism. But but having covered a lot of Olympic Games and watched them, I remember when my grandmother hired us a Rank Arena in 76 to watch Montreal Australia only won, uh, Steve Holland got a bronze and I think we have got a s- silver medal in, in the hockey and the, the Institute of Sports started but the, the point I'm making is that there's a certain sense of magic to the Olympic Games, there's a, a collective spirit which is just absolutely wonderful and after the bludger of a year we've just had it would be just wonderful for us to get the games going in Tokyo and us to be live on afternoon sport from some sushi restaurant in Tokyo, I, I would just think would, that we'd be in seventh heaven now Justin Thomas, he's back playing golf
4: Oh, See, this is another reason why I woke up with the pips today. I mean, I, I am, I've got to be very delicate here because there'll be some lefties that will just throw stones from every angle from what I'm about to say. I really sympathise with Justin because it's something. It's again, it's a mistake and it, and it's ignorance and there's no form or space for bigotry. And for those that I know, Justin Thomas is back playing golf after making, you know, a homophobic um, reference under his breath, whilst he was obviously, you know, critiquing himself while he's playing his round of golf. Now it's, it's, look, it wasn't the right thing for him to do. I mean, I I am completely against any form of, you know, racial uh, homophobic or any type of slur that's offensive. and can affect somebody viewing or playing in the world of sport. I I, I do not like it, but it's, it's really, I mean, it's a really, really hard one. I mean, he's lost his sponsor, Ralph Lauren. Um, he's now on the mend. He's apologized 10,000 times. He's gone to a clinic to learn, you know, what he's right from wrong or what he can and can't yeah. say. I mean, I, I understand it. I get the world we live in. I'm, I've been one that's fought for Equality Olympic Games in 2012 and anti-racism have been called names before. I, I know what inequality tastes like. I've had it. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think this one is just for my for my liking he's a little bit heavy man for the guy I play around a golf, I try play once a week, and there's a lot of stuff that gets said on the, on the golf course now i'm not condoning i 'm not saying that makes yeah. it right, but the guy was saying it under his breath while he was playing, talking to himself now I, I again I mean the world we're starting to live in it's, it's becoming very 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 precious in my eyes now some people might not like me saying that but um, but honestly I, I I think it's um it's uh yeah it's a wild one for me
0: and on a much lighter note so I want to distance myself from the past story but John you should really adjust address the manner in which you do talk on the golf course because as someone that plays with you you're 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 offensive you're absolutely offensive because you crack at people's self-esteem so like you want to try and repair someone's golf swing mid swing so have a look at yourself this is not true. If we, Tim, honestly, I am nothing but a ray of sunshine on a golf
4: course. Now, I know I brought a bit of a gargamel dark cloud to this podcast today, mm-hmm. so I'm technically, but I'm often a very, very happy guy when no. I'm playing my golf. So, no, listeners, not. Do, not, do not believe this at all. No, I just not. can't help it. If you can't swing and hit the ball properly, Tim, I cannot help that.
0: I'm just yeah. giving really positive, positive criticism. That's all I give. Yeah, but I don't want it. I don't want it. You stick to your own game. John, it's been lovely to talk.
1: Hey, Timmy, maybe – Timmy, maybe you should have stuck to hammer throwing,
0: mate. <laughs> I should have. Are you, by the way, you are looking after the You're kids, or are you having? Your, are you? Are you having your ninth game of golf today after going to Fruit World? <laughs>
1: I am mate. I'll tell you what. Some of the stuff I'm saying under my breath is not great for my own self-esteem.
0: I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
4: it's a
1: bit like what
0: Lorraine's saying. <laughs> just
4: before we go, guys, can I? Can I just? I, I love talking about this. And you know I do. The UFC is on this weekend. I, I do. or anytime I can talk about it, I want to. Conor McGregor came out looking like a superstar today. Um, I love the the Conor McGregor circus that he comes out with. Um, he brings so much entertainment to the sport. Um, as much as I love him, and I, and I do, I hope he wins. I really do because I think he's great for the sport. I still stick into my Justin. Poirier bet. Um, for those that want to have a little dibble dabble, I know we don't promote gambling, but if you do want to have a little dibble dabble, I do think Justin Poirier in the late rounds will take up this fight. It's a tremendous card this weekend. It's great. The UFC um, hits January with a bang with a with such a great card. Um, so make sure you guys tune in um, and, and and let's see a, an amazing fire round fight. Even though Connor reckons he can go the distance, he reckons a gas tank's not going to be a problem. So I'm really interested in this one and uh, yeah. Let's get it on because we don't get along. You beauty.
0: Uh, Good on you, John. Just remember, (laughs) shut up on the golf course. See you guys. (laughs) That's it for Afternoon Sport. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today goes out to John Stephenson, Jimmy Cassidy, and -and up-and-coming media star Joey Gilbert. Thank you also to our sponsor Spartan Sports, Shane. Spartansportshq.com. And, of course, Dan McHugh. He really is something very, 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 very special when it comes to life and podcasts. And he's recently become a dad. He's having one hour's sleep a night. (laughs) He's a good knee. See you soon. See you Monday.